Welcome, 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 and welcome back to Off the Cuff, the podcast where two best friends talk everything sports and esports related topics for the past week. We normally talk about these things anyway to ourselves. We figured, why not record it? And maybe somebody will give a care, right? My name is JT, and joining me as per usual is my lovely co host, Highlander. Highlander, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good, JT. How's it going? It's good. It's hot here in Atlanta, and our oh, wow. AC is still not good. Let's well, with that you're in Atlanta. Shouldn't you be in Buffalo there, Josh? Okay. For those who don't know, Highlander likes to call me Josh Allen, even though we don't look anything alike. He's a handsome man, and I'm simply mid. Um, well. So, I I deny that accusation. On behalf of Josh Allen, I deny that. Um, but anyway, I appreciate the compliment, but... Um, <laughs> I appreciate that compliment. It's hot here in Atlanta. And uh, yeah, we need a new AC. But my problems aside, before we get started, uh, thank you all for listening in or watching this podcast. If you want to check us out live while we were recording this podcast, head over to twitch.tv slash offthecuffpod every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you'll be able to chat with us in between the segments and be with us while we record the show. Feel free to check us out on YouTube if you're listening to this podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, check out all of our audio options over at anchor.fm slash offthecuffcast. This is a great time to remind you to like this video if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, and follow us on whatever platform, listening platform you are right now. Anyone in our chat at this moment who isn't following us, I highly recommend you do so now. And with that, let's get right into Highlander's quick quiz. I'm ready. Ba, 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 ba. We just need some sort of like tag. Okay, well, we just need some sort of me. tag. We need, we, yeah, we need some kind of music for it so that way we don't have you just doing ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Oh, it's spin the wheel. But anyway, it's spin the wheel. Okay. And I did, I did some work over the week, and I made, um, an, I made a custom Jeopardy board for you, and I made this. Well, made is a strong word. I used this free spin the wheel, and I just made all these things in here. I, was so. point out, I feel like I'm doomed to this lands on NBA or MLB. Well, that's that's the beauty of the NRG. NRL for 200. Okay. I'm still in trouble, but let's do it. I don't think you are. It's only a 200 question. Uh, yeah, this is going to be like the 1970s. So NRL for 200. Here we go. I'm ready. Which ground did the Brisbane Broncos return home to, and for a bonus point, in what year? What ground? Yes. They returned? They left Suncorp at some point? Maybe. Oh, no. See, this is... Okay, I'm going to say Suncorp Stadium. Okay. And I'm going to say... For a bonus point, I'm not going to dock you if you don't get this right. For a bonus point. And I'm going to say 2014. Mm, Let's take a look. Suncorp Stadium, but it was 2003, Highlander. Ah, okay. 2003. So you got you got the question right. So congratulations, class. Well, you know what? I now know a question I'm asking uh, Regal later on. I already ran all these by him pretty much, so he already well, knows listen, the answers. I'm still questioning. No, I'm questioning him of where, where where's Brisbane to begin with. Mm, Where'd they I go? See. I see, I see. I see. Well... You know, that's 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 fine. That's fine. But uh, yeah, so I already vetted those questions through Regal. So uh, 
he's, he's already been vetted through all those questions. Just in case I didn't make a mistake, you know. But I'm just pumped that I, I was right about Suncorp. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So that moves Highlander's record on questions. He's one and two now. He's one and two. He's moving up in the world. I'm like the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> like the Bears. Exactly. You're just like the Bears. Hopefully, you'll do better than them soon. Yeah. Well, but more uh, can only hope. You know, don't hold your breath. I guess. <clears throat> well. But anyway, with Highlander's quick quiz out of the way, let's get right into the news, Highlander. What do you got for the NFL? Or Finn? no, no, yeah, no. You go first. You go first. I'll say what I got. Now wait a minute. What do you mean? Now I'm, you got me intrigued. I don't really what? have anything. I mean, I, well, I guess, oh. I guess I'll go first since I'm, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm yeah. the new you guy. Got me, you got me guy. intrigued. You got okay, me intrigued. Okay, okay, okay. So what I got is I've got some news from Lamar Jackson. You might have already had this, but I've got the this a lot. This is a long tweet oh, that he did. Funny. Um, this is the first thing I have. So ex- yeah, we're exactly. Perfect. We're we're in the same wavelength here. So. Lamar Jackson came out this past week and said, a letter to my fans. I want to first thank you for all the love, the love and support you constantly show towards me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate it all so much. I want you to know. I want you, I want you all to know not to believe. Okay, Lamar. Not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions. In regards to my future plans, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization in which they have not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that's that has met me or been around me. No, I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You are all great, but I had to make a business decision as best for my family and I, no matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore flock nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again, probably see him again in a different, different uniform. So here's my take on this one. Yeah. Is it just me? Or does it seem like a kind of a middle finger to the fans of Baltimore in a way? Oh, it 100% is. I mean, he's, he's, taking, he's, saying, yeah. he's saying that he has this love for football, yep. as he said. But the reason why he doesn't want to stay there is they're not offering him enough money. Right, right. Which, I, I mean, you and, know. And I got to ask the question there. What truly has he done in Baltimore to earn him big bucks? Right, exactly. And I mean, what kind of money is he even looking for? I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes' contract. He doesn't even have like a guaranteed contract and he's and that man's an MVP. Two, two, three times Super Bowl champion. Two, 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 two. Yeah. Yeah. Three time. Multiple, Super multiple Bowl. MVP. Yeah. Multiple MVP. Three time Super Bowl maker. Two time yeah, winner. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like if, if, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a guaranteed contract, like you think Lamar Jackson's going to have a guaranteed contract. And I mean, like, this is why people aren't taking him either, because like he wants so much, mm. and people don't have that kind of room, especially the teams that are lower. Like they don't have that kind of room to go and get this guy if they want to improve anything else in their team for the next year. You know, like okay, sure, we get Lamar this year, then we got to wait an entire year so we can draft other good players. Like, and which, I'm, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure the Ravens aren't going to take a really bad trade for him either, because no. they need something to replace him right now at this point. So right. you would want to take a first round pick here mm-hmm. because what if you just lose Lamar, you don't have you don't really have a quarterback at that point. No. And then it's like, well, now you're left with nothing all because of the greed of Lamar. Mm-hmm. Like I can get the whole fact that since Lamar has been there, I feel like he hasn't truly wanted to be in Baltimore. Right. It's, it's kind of like that. it's kind of like Aaron Rodgers' situation the past couple of years. He's there, but he doesn't want to be there, you know. 
Like he's just there because he's collecting a paycheck. He got, yeah, because he got drafted there, and right. you know, like when you look at what Lamar has done, he's made it to the playoffs, but he's been injured in both times of the playoffs. Yep, he hasn't finished a full season, which has hurt the team. And again, right. this is probably going to spark a lot of a lot of controversy here. But I've said this for years. Lamar Jackson is just a running back who's playing quarterback. But yes, he's made some good passes, but there's also times where he misses the wide open guy because he doesn't know how to read a defense as a quarterback. Mm. And if he's going to revolve his career around just running and running and running, sooner or later, he's going to have an RG3 situation Mm. where he's going to get hit and his career is going to be over. All because he just runs and runs and runs. Yeah. Yep. That's that's Lamar's whole strategy pretty much is is run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, throw it if I have to, but run the ball and then fake everyone out by handing it off to my actual running back. Mm. And yeah. So that's that's honestly, pretty much what I have. Uh I think uh, I think it's best if those two part ways, honestly. Right, right. I've seen, you know, the Colts might get Lamar. I've seen New England might get Lamar. They might trade. Um Mac Jones and a whole bunch of other people. Um, who, who's the wide receiver in uh, New England? Um, what was his name this past year? Like, like their main, maybe another main, because I think they did get it's, rid of. It's hard. It's hard because Jacoby Myers got sent to, to another team. Right, he already did. But what? what, what no, okay, so what was Aguilar there? Got sent to another team. Maybe them. I don't know. I saw a trade pr- proposition from somebody saying like, you get Lamar. And and you trade Mac Jones, you trade a wide receiver, like a pretty good wide receiver. You trade a Parker. That's what it was, Devontae Parker. Oh, um, okay. You trade your twenty twenty three first round pick. You trade your twenty twenty four first round pick, and that's the trade. And like, I feel oh, so like that, that trade benefits the pay, or the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah, it benefits them way too much. I mean, you take out. I'm also someone that like took out Parker, and that's more even, I think. But I feel like. The Ravens wouldn't take it then. I mean, they're they're just I mean, they're, they're getting rid of Lamar. Wait, and they're getting Mac the Jones. Let's say that's Ravens getting Mac Jones. Who, in my opinion, I feel like Mac Jones is one of those quarterbacks. Huge ceiling. He gets looked past way too easily. And the reason why, I mean, he's failing currently in New England, which I wouldn't even really say failing. Right. But I mean, everyone still lives in the whole Tom Brady New England thing. So yep. any quarterback at this point that comes into New England basically gets compared to Brady right off the rip. And you're not going to look like Tom Brady your first couple of seasons. You're just you're not. not. You're not. You're not. I mean, he hasn't even looked bad, though, either. Like, I mean, no. that's that's the whole point. It's like people are, are, you know, down bad on Mac Jones. But, like, he's he's doing great. I mean, like, great for a rookie quarterback. You know, rookie second-year guy. Like I want to say he was benched last season when he was 5-2. and two. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it made no sense to me when I'm like – and the reason was because all the games are close. And I'm like – but is that his fault that the games are close? Or <laughs> no, that's your defense's fault. Yeah, that's your defensive defensive fault. Uh, but yeah, so if the Colts got him, then we're looking at a possible Lamar Jackson, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie. That's kind of scary. Again, again, helps the Ravens. Right. If, I mean, that's scary only if the Colts' defense is better than they have been. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. he's, he's in the same situation that he was with the Ravens. 
or he'd be in the same situation if he goes to New England. The defenses are all just bad. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, speaking on this, I know a team that's, that has pulled out and said that they have no interest in pursuing Lamar Jackson, okay. and that's the Washington Commanders, who mm. said they were, they're high on Sam Howell as their starting quarterback and that they won't pursue Lamar Jackson at all. Yep, yep. So when you look at that, there's not many teams that are, that are out there that are willing to give up on their younger quarterbacks that they have to pursue Jackson, who hasn't really fully shown us what he's capable of. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Moving on moving on from the Lamar Jackson, because I feel like we could be here all day talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, there's a little a little news coming out of the New York Giants situation. Mm. So uh, after utilizing the franchise tag on running back Saquon Barkley to keep him off the open market, the New York Giants have until July 17th to agree on a solution to keep the former first-round pick in the Big Apple long-term. Mm. So we'll have to stay tuned on that one to see uh, how that goes. Yep. I mean, Barkley, again, I feel like he has his ups and downs, but it'll be interesting to see if he stays in New York or if he goes off to another team at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles, GM Howie Roseman, uh, said that they are planning to get a new deal done relatively soon for quarterback Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be the big contract. Um, probably looking at something that someone like Patrick Holmes got. Kind yep. of the big, the big thing of all right. You're a franchise guy. Yeah, yeah. You're you, you earn this. Mahomes, Allen, all those guys. Yep. Uh, the Packers GM Brian Gutenkunst mm. uh, doesn't view getting a first round pick as a necessity in Aaron Rodgers trade. Mm. So that's another interesting thing. So that that just shows that the Jets could do that trade without getting a first round pick. Yeah. Which I mean, that whole situation is—I don't even—I I, at this point, I'm assuming Zach Wilson is probably going to be the Jets' quarterback. Yeah, because I don't know why, but I have this really weird feeling that when it all comes down to it, it's just not going to happen. Mm. It's just the fact that it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I felt like it, it would have happened by now if it was going to happen. Right. That or Rogers is just playing the, the Jets and screwing them over with his whole little wish list mm-hmm. that he's got. Yeah. I mean, what was the wish list was what was it? Alan Lazard. Um I think it was uh what is his name? Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. It was like a couple other people. And I know the Jets got Lazard, I believe. They did. And it's like, well, imagine you do this wish list. And then Rogers just goes, psych, April Fools. I just want to come to you. <laughs> yeah. It's like you got rid of, especially because the Jets just got rid of Elijah Moore as well. Mm. Which is, was a really shocking trade yeah. of a young receiver I've ever seen. Yeah, where did he go? I believe he went to the Raiders, I think. Raiders? Let me see. Hold on. I have to. Yeah, I was gonna say I have to look this up. I think it was. I think it was the um, Raiders, but I could be wrong here. 
Oh no, he went to the Browns. Browns. He got traded to the Cleveland Browns. Cool. Still was a trade that I didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. I mean, Elijah Moore is a 23-year-old receiver. Right. He was just a rookie a couple years ago. How? How do you trade away a young star receiver? Mm -hmm. I know why they did it. They did it to make space for the wish list. Yeah. Which is, I mean, congrats to the Browns for getting a good young receiver for basically nothing. Right. Uh, moving on to the next news, Raiders coach Josh McDaniels, Dan, blah, blah, blah. Raiders coach Josh McDaniels, <laughs> not ruling out drafting a quarterback. Uh, he's as he said, uh, we'll see how the board is when they uh, get the pick. Mm. So the Raiders, who just signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Might still draft a quarterback in the first round, mm. or even like the second round. I mean, that just tells you that they're looking at the future, and they know Jimmy Garoppolo's up there in age a little bit. Yep, he's injury prone a lot. In fact, they might draft a Brock Purdy type quarterback who might come in and steal the job again. They might. Uh, we also have Patriots owner Robert Kraft eyes Gerard Mayo as a strong candidate to be Bill Belichick's heir mm. after Bill retires. Mm-hmm. Um, How soon is that set to be? Could be any day. Bill is up there in age. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is he at right now? I think Bill's at 80-something. haven't heard of like anything like you know health-wise with him, though. You know? yeah, no. just, it would just be lack of wanting yeah, to like do it, it anymore. It would just be, you know? Yeah, it would just be... Oh, no, he's, he's only 70. Well, 70. Only. I thought he was in his 80s though for some reason. But no, mm. he's he's so he's in his 70s. So, I mean, Sometimes you look he looks that. like he's in his 80s. Well, yeah. These last <laughs> couple years. These last couple years has not just been. Just like Leslie Frazier sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's also that fact that I just seen something from 23 hours ago of can Bill Bilicek survive another non-playoff season? Mm. And that is another point to actually point out. If Could he survive him, one? Yes. Does he want to? No. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> If the Patriots miss another playoff thing, mm. Robert Kraft might let Bill Belichick go. Oh, that's true. I mean, it comes to a point where you gotta do what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're missing the playoffs constantly, you, you gotta look at coaching. Yeah. That's why, again, I, speaking of coaching, I go back to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they've made the playoffs multiple times, and they just can't get very far in it. Mm. And you start questioning yourself of, is it the team or is it the coaching staff on that situation? Even though they've made the playoffs every year, I'd say that the, the Cowboys coaching situation is going to be changing very soon too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have that one of the rules that was uh, put in for free this offseason has been approved. And that is that the number zero will be allowed to be worn by players in the next uh, coming season. Yeah. The first player to get that number uh, is Calvin Ridley. Mm -hmm. Um, Calvin Ridley, who just signed with. Who did he just sign with? Jacksonville. The Jaguars. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. just signed with the Jaguars. So he's the first player to be wearing the number zero jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, The Eagles were the team that proposed this change. 
so now with that, it makes you wonder who will wear the number zero in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Do you um, think every team is going to assign someone the number zero, or are they just going to let it ride for this season? What was the question? Do you think every team is going to assign someone a, a number zero, or do you think they'll let it ride, um, or do you think they'll they'll put it to the players? You know, just like, hey, do you want to wear a zero? Kinda. Sure. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's going to be a lot of rookies that are probably going to wear number zero this year. Yeah, yeah. I feel like defensive like, guys should wear yeah. zero because, like, you know, you you look at basketball. They wear zero. They wear double zero. Like not the defensive, like the centers. You know, like they wear the big burly centers. You know, like I could see like offensive linemen like zero, and like yeah, I could see that. But I mean, like a wide receiver wearing zero. That's kind of interesting. I mean, yeah, that's an interesting. Like they normally wear like lower numbers for sure, but zero is just interesting for a wide receiver. Oh yeah, yeah. See defense. I could see a linebacker yep. rocking the zero. Honestly, yep, I could see that. I could see that. Like for instance, a player that I'd like to see rock the number the number zero. Honestly, I could even see a superstar like safety wear a zero. Yeah, as yeah. in as in zero. Like you know, you're not getting past me. Zero. <laughs> you know, honestly, the player on the Eagles that I would like to see rock the number zero in a way mm-hmm. would actually be Nicobe Dean. Even though he wore mm-hmm. 17 in college, he's wearing some 17 in NFL. Mm-hmm. The zero would look kind of nice on the Kobe Dean out there on the linebacker spot. It would. It would. I could see an Ed Oliver wearing zero for the Bills. Mm. But but mm. actually, news about Ed Oliver, he is unhappy in, in Buffalo. No, no, not another He's one. He's unhappy. And, I mean, I didn't know this about Ed Oliver, but he hasn't had a single season with more than five sacks. Really? Since we, since we got him. Yeah, that, that, that shocked me. That shocked me, too. I thought he was, like, our superstar guy. And, I mean, like, he was supposed to be. And, I mean... You know, getting sacks is harder than it seems, but at the same unless time, the unless you're the Eagles, sure. Oh, but, every single one of their players had double digits at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, true. Michael Thomas wearing zero is a good shout. Yeah, I could see him wearing that. Yeah. But yeah, so like Ed Oliver has had went on like a bunch of cryptic like tweets in the past week about like not you know not being respected or something like that, and and it just. It hurts me because I remember I watched Ed Oliver get drafted and I was like, nice. This is, this is sick. And, uh, yeah, Highlander's laughing because Regal said the amount of games he's going to play this, this season is zero. <laughs> Michael Thomas. I was, so I wasn't ready for that's, that. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so Ed, Ed Oliver, I mean, you know, if he's going to be a problem, like, you know, if he's going to be a problem, like social media wise, like all that stuff, I just get, a, get rid of him now. Is- let me have a peek here at how old Ed Oliver is. Because I feel like I he's think gotta be five be seasons. Now. Five seasons he's 25. Been in. Yeah, I mean twenty-five. Oh, two days ago. Could could Ed Oliver be trade be an option for the Chicago Bears? Yep, yep. If he went to the Bears, they they be spending. Oh, wild trade proposal sends DeAndre Hopkins to Bills for Ed Oliver. Now that trade proposal, not Nothing. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. But no, that would still be. You read that for a second. I was like, we did that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. no. I was yeah. like, how? <laughs> that though would be worth it in a way. I, I could see have, that. Diggs and Hopkins on the sides. I could see that if we keep Diggs. I mean, I think Diggs would stay. If, if I think Hopkins I think he's I think Diggs is staying regardless. But he's yeah, a, he's think, another I guy think... that we need to rein in. Well, I mean, I can understand Diggs's anger though. I mean. I can't. The, the, the Bills keep looking like a team that should win a Super Bowl, and then like 
it gets to that end of the season point, and the Bills all since like playing like they don't know how to play football. Yes, but here's the thing: when you have a guy like Stefan Diggs, he's a veteran. He is yeah. one of the best wide receivers in the game. He's supposed to have a level head. He's not supposed yeah. to be this cocky guy in the locker room saying, "Give me the ball, give me the ball." That doesn't that doesn't create a good team atmosphere. Like, come on, like you're one of our captains too. Like, like man up. Like, so what if you don't get the ball every single play? So what if you don't get the ball every? You know, I mean, you should get it every quarter, but like you should be the highest targeted guy. But so what if you're not? You're getting double teamed most of the time because you're that good. Like it should be, True. you know. Like you should be honored that you're getting double teamed. It's very frustrating, I, I bet. But 100%. like, in in that one time that you're not double teamed, you expect it to come to you every time. That's not how football works. Some guys, no. some guys more open than you. The, a tight end is is streaking down to the center of the field. You know, like a, a running back is going off to the side, like wide open. Like there's so many other options for someone like Josh Allen to find, and he mm-hmm. will find them with his feet, with his legs, like if he doesn't take it to the house himself. Like there are so many options on the Bills. You need to learn to be in the team. It's not all about you, Stefan Diggs. If anything, it's all about Josh Allen. So like if anything, (laughs) it's about Josh Allen. And like just be happy. I mean, you had the best season of your life last season and you're complaining. Like what is that? Like you, you have the best season of your life and you're complaining? I don't understand. I mean, yes, we should have been to the Super Bowl. We should have won the Super Bowl this year. Like, that's, I mean, that's not really a question in my mind. We should have at least got there. But, like, so what? It's it's the best NFL player. It's the best football players in the world. Nothing's mm-hmm. guaranteed. So, like, for me, the whole Stefan Diggs situation just makes me mad. And, you know, a little impromptu off the cuff there. But, uh, yeah, so, like, for me, I, I understand Stefan Diggs' anger. But at the same time, you got to be better than that. I feel like Stefan Diggs is at a point in his career where he doesn't care about stats and anything anymore. He wants to win the big one. I mean, he doesn't care about stats, but at the same time, he wants the ball more to make oh, yeah. him seem better. But yeah, he also says that the reason why they're not winning is because he's not getting the ball. And I don't know if I agree with that one completely. I mean, you have the best season of your like, life. You're obviously getting the ball. Like, I feel, <laughs> I feel like... The Bills definitely need more targets for Josh Allen to throw to. Oh, for sure. That way, that way, Diggs isn't always shut down, and then we have like nobody. Yeah. That way, like this, like for instance, look what the Eagles have going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they could be better. Don't get me wrong. Which is why there's rumors that like Quez Watkins is going to be traded in, in at some oh, point. I like Quez, and, and we're going to like draft another young receiver, which I don't like that idea. Yeah, I think Quez has the potential to be like what Tyreek Hill was mm-hmm. on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I think we should keep Quez Watkins. If anything, trade someone like um, Zach. Pa- I think Zach Pascal was a free agent this year. I don't remember. I think we actually. I think he's not on the team anymore. But still, it's like I think you should keep the young receivers that we have. If anything, draft a young receiver. Whatever you know, add one in to be our fourth guy. They come in and just make mm-hmm. plays. There's no reason to change that that three. Just like something that really angered me. And the and like the end of the season slash like the postseason is all of a sudden Quez Walker just stopped being used. Yeah. He went from catching like 60 yard bombs to all of a sudden here's Zach Pascal while Quez Walkins is on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Catching 60 yard bombs and then being gone at the same time because he's the fastest man on the, on yeah. the field. <laughs> and it was just like, why aren't, we, yes, we made it to the Super Bowl. But again, it's like, 
why why were we not using Quez Watkins mm-hmm. more? The man was making safeties look like they're in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and speaking of like Stefan Diggs's whole little, you know, his act, mm-hmm. that can go back to the AJ Brown as well. There's a there's a moment yep. in the season where we were an undefeated team. Uh, AJ Brown didn't get a single pass thrown to him the one game mm-hmm. because he just wasn't open. And we still won the game, but he had like this huge hissy fit about he wants the ball more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just got to be happy that your team's doing good. It's right. not all about you. And I feel like that's one of the problems with a lot of these younger like players in the NFL these days is they have to be the star guy. Or it's like, I don't want to be there. Right. It's, like they're, it's like they're the treating guy. the game the IRL game of football like it, like they're playing Madden and they're just mm-hmm. going to bomb it to themselves every single time and get six yeah. touchdowns a game. Like that's not how it works. <laughs> and no. obviously they know that's not how it works, but like that's kind of how you're acting sometimes. Star yeah. wide receivers. Like, I mean, again, if I was a receiver, I'd want to catch some balls and I'd want to be like involved as well. Yeah. But I'm not going to have a hissy fit when we win and be like, ah, oh, the ball needs to be in my hands more. Right. No, I don't... Good job to buddy across the field who, who caught the ball multiple times. Mm-hmm. He was open. I was covered. Smart decision. It was a team win. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Move on. Exactly. But yeah, I think that is uh, all my stuff for the NFL. Cool. Cool. I guess that means let's get Roy into the NBA there, good sir. Roy? Roy into? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's get Roy into the news, <laughs> Keemstar. Uh, anyway, wow. NBA news. Um, I mean, you know, not much. I'm actually thinking of, Highlander, how do you feel about doing a, like a NBA and then NHL all rolled into one since we're kind of nearing the end of the season for both of them? How do you feel you about know, doing honestly, that? honestly, I feel like it's a pretty good show. Now, looking at my notes, there's literally just three stats, or like three things to go on on NHL. So you know what? Works out perfectly. We're doing yeah. a, a two-in-one special. Yeah, two-in-one special. NBA and NHL rolled into one. I'll get the NBA out of the way. Um, this way, uh, yeah, yeah, this way we can just move right on right on through here. Fantastic. So LeBron came back we'll soak it in right uh, last okay. week. Um, yeah. He came off the bench for his second time oh, ever classic, in his career. Throw, yeah. So not only did he do the 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 chalk throw, he did it during the game, not before what? the game, because he checked in off the bench. And he normally always does it when he goes in for the first time. He's normally starting, so that normally mm-hmm. happens before the tip off, right? But this time, since he came off the bench, he just he just went to check in and he did the chalk right there and just threw it up. So I thought that was kind of funny. But um, so yeah, so LeBron had a uh, right foot sprain or not a sprain um he had like a uh like a like a not a sprain what what's it called um right foot soreness it's called right foot soreness no it was uh man i just i just looked at this and now i don't remember (laughs) what it was so it's not it's not a sprain no it's not a sprain it's it was like a also an s word but like something something different. Um, anyway, I'll probably oh. find it pretty soon. But so I mean, he, he went to see doctors. They told him to get surgery. Um, 
Then he went to the LeBron James of foot people, and they and he Love said, that. "Don't get surgery. It's fine." And so LeBron didn't get surgery, <laughs> and he's fine apparently. So, but is he fine? Because he's also right now he's questionable for next for tomorrow's game. I think with right foot soreness, which is what he had, know. you know, which was the problem in general. Uh, yeah. So you know, he, he was asked if he was going to get you know surgery on it in the off season. He doesn't know. He doesn't talk to the he doesn't talk to the press in the offseason anyway, so we won't even know in the offseason. Um but that's just that's that's LeBron's thing right now. Um This is a little bit about the playoffs right now either, because the Lakers aren't looking that good, are they? They uh, currently they are ninth. So they are oh, in the play in. Never mind. Never mind. They're in the play in. And um I didn't know about the play in like this, but like so seventh and eighth are really big spots because if you win this game, then you go right in. But if you lose, you get a second chance to go in, and then you face the winner of this match. I thought it was just win, win. Like I thought it was like seven, ten, and then eight, nine. That's not the case. It's seven versus eight, and then nine through ten. But the loser of seven and eight gets another chance to get back into the playoff picture, facing the winner of nine and ten. So whoever's ninth and tenth need to win twice just to get oh. in to the bracket. That's Terrible. Which I thought, I didn't know it was like that. I'm not sure if it was like that last year. I'm not sure. Uh, so it's kind of like a loser bracket in a way. Kind of, yeah. You get two chances when you get the 7th and 8th. And obviously when you get yeah. here, you get some time off. But um, most, everything that's happened on the eastern side is kind of cemented. Uh, so like looking down here, we've got many teams that are clinched. Four teams that are clinched. Uh, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Cavs. And the Cavs, this is the first time that they have made it to the playoffs without LeBron since oh. like 1997. Wow. So take it all? Donovan Mitchell, they're definitely not taking it all, but Donovan <laughs> Mitchell is really like, he's put this team on his back in like a LeBron esque type way. Um, and you know, I just, I like the, I like Donovan Mitchell a lot despite it. He's, he's good. He's good. But like I said, five and six, they're up for grabs. So heat, they're right there with Brooklyn. They could easily, get out of the play in and into the regular, you know, there's, there's three weeks left of, of basketball to be played, um, including this week. So there's three weeks, including this week. Um, and then probably at the end of this week, we'll have an even better, you know, picture of what's going on here down in the West. We just have two teams that have clinched their division and that's it. It's so tight at third through 10th. That's very similar to hockey, which is really weird. There's only eight games in between third and 10th. And in the play-in, there's only two games in between the play-in. And sixth Wait. place, even, there's only two games. How many people are, are clinched for the um, Four. east side? Four. So only two so are weird. clinched for the western side. That's so weird. Yeah. In hockey, there's five in the east that are clinched. Oh, wow. And none yeah. in the west. Yeah, yeah. So... Very similar. Yeah. So I mean this is this is how the playoff picture is looking. Obviously it's it's going to change. I don't think this is going to be exactly what it's gonna be, but um you know people how are different is it gonna be. How different is it gonna be? Yeah, that's that's the true question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I could I could see like people sliding into this spot here. Yeah. For for the East and probably here too. Cause I mean, like look at this, thirty nine, thirty seven. Both the sixth and the seventh on both sides have yeah. the same exact record. Forty and thirty five. 39-37. They are right there. And they're all with the same exact record pretty much. Like it's, they're only like one game off pretty much. But uh yeah, so 
playoff picture is really starting to wrap up here, and that's nice. Um, three weeks of basketball left, so we'll we'll get into the playoffs very soon here. Editing magic. Boom. NBA. John Morant played his game. He came back to the league Wednesday, last Wednesday, and um, came off the bench, did well, probably had like 18 points-ish, and uh, played well off the bench, as everyone knew he would. Uh, it's not a surprise there. And lo and behold, after the match, or after the game, he is interviewed, right? And who does he bring on the interview? His daughter. Surprise? I'm not. PR move out of the NBA, out of the Memphis Grizzlies, out of John Morant's, you know, people. They're getting paydays because they're the best PR team in the world. And, um, yeah, so he, he brings his, his daughter on for the uh, post-game interview, and, and she says, there's a parade in my city that went viral because uh, it's cute, and it's cute. I, will, I won't deny that, but, you know, PR... PR talk, PR saves, all that stuff going on for John Morant. So, you know, it's it is what it is. And uh, like I said, I just I just wish that this will all just be behind us. Memphis have clinched. Um, you know, there's really only the playoffs for them to either win or not. So that's that's how that's going to happen. And boom, the editing is done there. Edit, perfect. Um, but Highlander, what's what's look? How's it looking in the NHL? NHL. Uh, well, let's see. In the NHL, we've got, uh, you know, we've got the Maple Leafs who earned their seventh straight uh, playoff berth, uh, which is pretty impressive for Toronto. Mm. You know, seven seven straight years making the playoffs. Hopefully, this time they get past the first round. Um. They've been really struggling to get that first round pass through there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of times too, the, the Leafs have had a lead of three two, and then they choke, mm. losing game seven. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe Leafs don't fall to that terribleness. Uh, we had the Rangers who clinched the playoff berth recently. You want to zoom in for have, us a little bit? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't even. Don't you worry. Excellent. Excellent. So, We've we've got five teams in the East who have clinched now, with only three positions available. As you can see, uh, Pittsburgh has gained a little bit on Florida. Um, obviously, we kind of knew Boston, Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto, and the, the Rangers would clinch. Mm-hmm. Shocking to see Tampa right here. I mean, Tampa Tampa will be clinching very soon, as everyone who uh, knows and doesn't know. Um, before last season. Tampa won three straight, mm-hmm. uh, and then they lost to Colorado last year when they tried to four-peat. Mm-hmm. So Tampa, Tampa has been that kind of like powerhouse, Hydra kind of like thing. You know, you cut yeah. off a head, they come back. <laughs> true, true. Um, and all that good stuff. Will I do? I think the Pittsburgh will miss the playoffs here. Uh it's pretty close. I mean, it's a close thing. Three points though. I, I I just feel like Pittsburgh, being the veteran team that Pittsburgh is, mm-hmm. I think they'll know to be smart, not overdo anything. If anything, take take games to overtime so you can, you know, guarantee a point. Right, right. How Best many uh, how many weeks are left for hockey? About three? Is it the same? Two? Uh, so 
there's 82 games total. Right. And as you can see, uh, a lot of teams have played Nine 73, 74, 72, 75. Nine, like, yeah. We're we're getting to the, the nitty-gritty. Now, when we go to the West, mm-hmm. no team in the West has clinched a spot yet. Dang. And as you can see, why? It's a very close conference. Very close. Um, not a single again, Western team has broken over 100 points, though. So, like, does that make the not, East? Yeah. Does that make the East like the the favorites to win the Stanley Cup? Well, I mean, you say that, but then you look at like Carolina has 47 wins, right? Vegas has 46. Mm. I mean, Vegas is up there. I mean, of course, not everyone can be uh, Boston with 57. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've really came out to try hard. Um, and then again, yeah, they, the LA Kings at 43, Minnesota 43, Colorado is 44. I mean, it's funny because Dallas at one point was a top three team. Mm-hmm. They've now dropped the second or the sixth. They were. They're my pick. Dallas, yeah, they're your pick. <laughs> and they might not even make the playoffs because they're dropping. Oh, my goodness. You guys got to wake up. Since you, since you called Dallas, they've dropped. They're, not, they're currently on a, a one loss streak. Um, I just want to point out the top four teams in the West are all on a winning streak. You have one, that four, they are. Streak, three, two, three. Colorado being on a win, three win streak right now, rising up, is something that I feel like all the West should be worried about. Last year's Stanley Cup champions, yeah, a couple of weeks ago they were down at like seventh, mm-hmm. weren't they? There's yeah, they're starting, they're starting to get comfortable. They were like seventh, and they're eight? doing it crazy. They're doing it at the right time. Look, last ten, last ten games. Colorado's nine and one. That is insane. Colorado's starting to feel it. And Dallas, Dallas is five and four. <laughs> five, four, and one. Yeah. Hey, at least they're well. still positive. <laughs> so they're not a good positive. No. I mean, look, even even Vancouver's gonna have a last minute push, even though they have no chance. They have no chance. Yeah. Points. The last last ten, they have their eight and two. But yeah, with that, that's that's basically all we're looking at with with hockey. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, obviously I'd say Tampa will probably get a clinch as soon as they win probably like one more game, maybe one or two. Yeah. Um, and then these two, I think will be where it comes down to the wire more. Right. Um, if there's a team that's going to drop out of the playoffs, I could see it being the Islanders just Mm. because they've played the most games and they're only at 85. True. So that could come back to to bite them in the butt. Mm -hmm. Um, Ottawa's still trying. They're trying their little hearts. They're trying. Love to see they also it. don't really have much of a chance, though, do they? Uh, they do, though. They got, they got to get all the way up to eighth. Yeah, it's only 82 points. I mean, they got to they gotta hope that three people, three teams ahead of them just crumble, yeah. sort of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's not looking That's... great. Possible, I mean, Florida's, though. I mean, Florida's lost four straight. True. So, Florida, I was to point out, Florida, when we last talked last week, mm-hmm. um, the Panthers just got themselves back in to like they did that's uh, true attention yeah and then they lost four straight after that so that means they were five oh and one yeah and then they lost four straight and then they lost four straight yep. so they were they were undefeated they were doing great yeah they were doing so, great for the last they six had the one overtime loss but yeah they were doing great until all right that's an overtime loss right it's not an overtime win yeah 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 yeah. Oh, I do actually. I in my notes, LeBron okay. suffered a torn ligament in his right foot. Ah, so okay. it was a ligament tear in his right foot. It was not an S, like you said. It wasn't an S. Well, I think I did see something that that had an S in it, but uh, we're just gonna ignore that now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, torn ligament. So yeah, he. Uh... Yep, that's him. Fantastic. That's him. Well, not fantastic, but well, it's fantastic. You finally thought of it. I mean, he's playing. So I mean, how bad is it really? You know, probably pretty bad actually. Playing on a torn ligament does not seem like a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's something that you don't want to do to get a more serious injury. Mm-hmm. But I guess he figures he's at that point in his career where if it did get too serious, he could just walk away. I mean, he's oh yeah, at this for point, sure. At this point, what does what does LeBron have to prove? No, nothing. Exactly. Absolutely nothing. I mean, he's like you said the other. The other week, he's just waiting to play with his kid. <laughs> and then yeah, I'm pretty sure after his first season, he's done. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly, I think that's it. He just wants to go out there and have a season with his son, mm-hmm. and then walk off into the sunset, saying, "All right, I passed the torch." Right. We're good. Right. I think we're ready to find out what's going on in the world of baseball. World of Baseball is well, wrapping up with their spring training. And yes, the World Baseball Classic did come to a close, as you remember last week. Highlander and I were keeping you updated with the live scores of it. Uh, I'm not sure if we got to the 3-2 before we ended for the night, but 3-2 was the final score for Japan, if you were living under a rock this past week. Um, so yeah, Japan beat, beat the USA 3-2. It was a pitcher's duel. It was uh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani versus each other. You know, picture perfect, movie, you know, movie ending, storybook ending, whatever you call it, um, with Otani striking Mike Trout out. Mike, Mike Trout out to win. That's a tongue twister. Mike Trout out. Jeez. But, um, yeah, so great tournament. Um, you know, it, it really – because it, it – the World Baseball Classic hasn't happened since 2016, I believe. And yeah, even then it was like the inaugural. No, it wasn't the inaugural season. The inaugural season was 2006. Um, but anyway, I don't think it was very well known until this past World Baseball Classic, um, which is good for us because, you know, for for baseball and for like international teams, right? Baseball isn't a part of the Olympics and it's not going to be a part of the Olympics for 2024. And um, so really the World Baseball Classic is all we have in terms of like, you know, Olympic level, you know, everything on the line baseball. Like that's all we have. And, yeah, you know, this past season was was great. It was a great success. And, you know, USA should have won it because we had the best lineup, you know, ever assembled pretty much in baseball. Um you know, I mean, going down the lineup, we had what? We had Mike Trout. We had Mookie Betts. We had all these guys. We had a bunch of pitchers. We had, you know, I'm blanking on the names, Kyle Schwarber. Um, you know, all of these great guys. And there's still notable guys who were left off of that roster. Like, I mean, you got your Aaron Judges. Like, where was he at? I mean, he was in, he was in New York because he just signed this massive contract. He became the captain of the Yankees. And a lot of responsibilities on him. So, you know, him and the Yankees were both just like, no. Um, but for me, what that means is since we lost this year, like, you know, we, we made it to the finals. That was kind of written in the stars, right? Like mm-hmm. since we lost, like what's going to happen now? Like I'm, I'm getting sort of like a NBA, like Olympics kind of, kind of, you know, 
repeat of history happening here where like Americans aren't top in the baseball world as of right now. Japan is. And that shouldn't happen. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, Japan has a great baseball team. They've got great pitchers. But when it comes to those two lineups playing like, you know, 50 games against each other, I would think that the USA should take it. You know, they, they should edge out Japan at least like, I don't know, 28 to 22. I don't know, something like that. But uh, yeah, so it, it kind of makes me wonder what's going to happen in 2026 when the World Baseball Classic comes back to Miami again. Not to mention we got beat on American soil too. Also like a, you know, stab to the heart kind of for, for USA. We got beat on our own soil. Um, albeit some of the Jap- Japanese players were here anyway because they're in the MLB, but other ones had to travel. You know, they, they had to travel from Japan all the way to here. That's not a short flight. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a heck of a trip. Um, and to get beat in our home country, like that's also just an extra, you know, bad thing for us. But uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that this will light a fire under like, you know, under the USA to get everybody that we can to sort of build like this dream team that, you know, NBA had to have for us to be back on, on top in the baseball world. So, or in the basketball world. So I'm excited to see what 2026 brings. Maybe we'll have an Aaron judge, Mike Trout. I mean, maybe he'll come back. I hope they're both still on top of their game in 2026. Um, you know, new guys coming up that might be exciting. Like, uh, I was going to say Devers, but he wouldn't even play for the USA probably. But um, yeah, so that, that's really that's really all I have for baseball, honestly. There's not really much going on. I mean, um, we can look at the final standings of the spring training. You know, I mean, this is like kind of the final standing. There was games played today, but I don't think there's going to be games played tomorrow. Um, you got St. Louis up here, Atlanta, Houston, Baltimore. I mean, not bad, not bad. Boston's down here. They kind of fell off. Boston kind of fell off at the at the tail end of spring training. It what happened to Toronto? What in the world? Toronto also kind of fell off. That kind of not really. And they're in fifth. They were first. But yeah, uh, like we were dominating. And then yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they probably figured out their guys, or they were just making some extra changes, or trying to figure out other people, different lineups and stuff. I mean, you know, everyone says that spring training doesn't matter anyway. Um, Cactus League. Cactus. Yep. Up here is the Grapefruit League. Great. So, I mean, th- these are what they play for in the spring. You know, these are these are the leagues that they play for. You play for, like, your cup or whatever. I don't know how it works, but... So, you're telling me St. Louis is about to win the grapefruit. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, uh, yeah. What, why do I hope that they just give you a grapefruit? <laughs> That'd be great. You just give the entire team grapefruits as if it's, like, yeah. some sort of, like, little league after, after party. Just like, here you, you go. Like- Good job, guys. I'm proud of you. <laughs> The angels get a bunch of cactuses. Oh uh, yeah, that's 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 a raw deal there. I mean, not even because Angels and Kansas City are both tied right now. No, uh, Kansas City's getting a bunch of cactuses. So, Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Angels or Cactus City or Cactus City, Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if Kansas City wins, that's pretty good. The Cactus League. They got to be called the, Cactus the, City now. Yeah, they're Cactus City for the rest of the season. The Cactus City. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, this is how it's looking. You know, Oakland is down here. I mean, you know, that's not going to change much during the regular season either. Oakland's going to be down there um, pretty much. And Miami, yeah, they'll probably be down there as well. But New York Yankees, they won't be down there. But 
funnily enough for the Yankees this this spring training, they've had a lot of of injuries to deal with. And um yeah, so they've had a lot of injuries happen. Um and you know, if if they don't have injuries this season, which is not going to happen, but if they limit the injuries that they have, they're going to be a dominant force and you know, my prediction of them going and going to the World Series is probably going to come true. But if they have all these injury concerns that they have had, then it's looking a little suspect for them. They might they might drop down. They, Toronto might go ahead of them. Tampa Bay might go ahead of them, depending on how bad it is for them. And, uh, yeah, so Baltimore I don't think will be up this high. But uh, you never know. You never know. And, I mean, that's only in our, in our division. Who knows? I mean, other teams could easily be above them. But, uh yeah, so that's that's really all we've got for the baseball segment. Uh, two days until opening day, which is which is great, fantastic, and uh, yeah, looking forward to some real baseball that matters after the yeah. epic conclusion of the World Baseball Classic. So, but yeah, I think it's that time. To bring in a special someone. Special someone. Dun, 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 dun. There's my little thing again. Regal, he's back. I feel Hello. Like there he is. is. You know what? Whenever we have Regal, I feel like we need to have the take me to the land down under play. And as soon as we like, <laughs> intro him in. Please, no. Please, no. <laughs> we could, but we'd get copyright strike. So no. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah. Good. 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 <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Take me into the booth. I'll make like a homemade version of it. Okay. And then we won't be copyrighted. I could do that. So be careful See? what you wish for. Be careful See? what you wish for. See? I think I'd be okay with that, actually. Highlander Land Down Under coming soon, TM. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you better start getting working on it, bud. What Come have on. I signed up for? <laughs> coming soon. Uh, yeah, but... Well, Regal, how are you doing today, good yes. sir? Yes. I'm doing pretty well, you know. I just woke up a little bit, so I'm still, I'm still kind of, you know, revitalizing myself for the day. But otherwise, yeah, I'm doing all right. How, how are the boys doing? Good, good. For those of you who don't Fantastic. know, Regal works nights in Australia, and as of right now, it is 10:43 a.m. on Wednesday morning for him. Yeah, a normal time to be awake for most people. But yeah, when you get finished work at but one a.m. Like, so, you know, 10 o'clock kind of becomes your early morning. Kind of, well, early-ish. It kind of is. Early-ish, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I, I once worked until 1.30 a.m. for a living. I know what it's like mm. to get up at 10 o'clock you know, and, and be good. <laughs> yeah, so. Plus, yeah. This, this man likes to also stay up a lot longer after that. True. Listen. He does. And then, yeah, then he wonders why he's tired. you got to down for the day, boys. You gotta, once you finish work, you got to have that time to just I'm in your you know, camp, Regal. And... I'm in your camp. You're, I know. Uh, well, there we go. Look, JT on my side. That's all I need. I know. Well, I'm in your camp. But anyway, nothing there. let's go through the matches okay. for last week. And this time, I'm going to run through them real quick. And then, uh, actually, before we quick, do that, sure, go for I it. I just want to, uh, there's, there's some small breaking news. Oh. Um, in the injury side of things. Oh, um, hit us. Just a few minutes ago, we got the new casualty ward for the week where Tamari Martin, 5'8 mm. for the Warriors, is going to be out this mm. week against the Sharks. Mm. Um, pr- pretty decent loss for them, actually. Um, I just wanted to, to bring that into uh, the light, and that's yeah. uh, it's going to be really rough for them to, to try and find his replacement for this week. True. 
True. For them um, and for fantasy players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, he's he's one of the most selected players in in fantasy at the moment too. Yeah. So um he's he's going to be a big a big loss or I guess for everybody this week. Everybody. Um last week against uh Bulldogs, he was a crucial part of their victory. So going up against a more difficult team like the Sharks, it's going to be tough. They're going to have they're going to have a big week this week. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Is that all is that all for the breaking news segment? That's that. That was all. I mean, yeah, that was. You also the, the have though the, the Eagles also lost center Cola, uh, who has to go sur- have emergency surgery. Mm. They did, yeah. MCL. So that's another that's another big loss another to fantasy loss. and to the Sea Eagles. For the Sea Eagles, yeah, yep. true. That's, they're, that's they're doing four, pretty well. They're not doing that that's bad. Four to, that's four to six weeks that they'll be out with them as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got to find a new center for. I feel like it, it's it's a lot easier to replace a center than it oh, is a five eight. Mm. Um, but cool is explosive on that yeah. offense too, and defensively, he's he's mm. a he's a brick wall. Yeah. Um. That's, so that's a that's a huge loss for them as well. Yeah. 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 Well, let's get let's go over the uh, the matches that happened this past this past week in the NR, in the NRL. Uh, my Eels mm-hmm. got their first victory over the Panthers. Huge that win. Huge win for for Parramatta this past week, um, and Golden Point nonetheless. Correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it point. was, and I um I called it last week on on off the cup as well. You I did. said uh, the Eels should finally get that. Well, hopefully we'll get that first win. It's one of the toughest teams of us, but you know they, they came out with it, and um it was probably one of the more entertaining matches of of the week. Because this was um, also like all in all, this was also a rematch of last year's final, right? It was, yeah, yes. rematch of the grand final, yes, yeah. in which the Eels um, lost. So nice little revenge for there for the Eels, and to get their first win of the season. Absolutely humongous. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Like against uh, the team that won the premiership the last two years, Mm -hmm. for them to get their first win of the season, admittedly, you know, four weeks in and it's their first win, they're probably a bit like, you know, but it is against arguably the best team in the league. Yeah, true. True. But it is against arguably the best team in the league. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that gives them some. I think they win this week as well, to be honest. With true. But with that said, um, it has been. Uh, discovered that Parramatta is looking to replace Clint Gutherson at fullback, mm. which has created a lot of controversy in their camp. Um, a lot of players and former players, former uh, fullback for uh, Melbourne Storm, who's now like an NRL uh, analyst, Billy Slater, mm-hmm. he's come out and said, like, that's an insane decision, especially so early into the season, to come yeah. out and go, one of the key parts of your team, one of your captains, yeah, uh, we're gonna get rid of you and find somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, it, it's a really, really tough spot for Parramatta to be in so early in the season. So I'm hoping they can they find can some ground. It absolutely can. Like you know, they're they're like brothers um, mm-hmm. in those teams, and especially starting fullback. It's one of the most crucial roles on an NRL team mm-hmm. for a team to turn around and go, "We have no faith in you." Oof. You know that that's all there is to say it's is blow. just it's <laughs> it's a huge blow, especially after coming off a win. Like, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know what the logic is there. Yeah, um, I hope they sort that out. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see next week as they as they burst the roosters if that pays off for them or if it crashes and burns to the ground. But uh, another big game for them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, uh, Melbourne Storm defeats the West Tigers twenty four to twelve. What happened in this match, gentlemen? I feel like this is a game that. I mean, you kind of expected the Storm to win, and you would hope that they won. And thankfully, the Storm came out and actually played 
kind of kind of decently for once, honestly, this season. That was the thing about this week as a whole. Um, like every single game was under in projected points and ended one to twelve. Um, mm. so less than two tries, except for the Sharks Dragons game, which was an absolute annihilation. But every other game was one to twelve under in points, which is extraordinary realistically and this is a game most people would see and expect 50 to 12 at most Mm. um and as you said highlander like they played well yes but it is worth knowing that melbourne scored all of their tries in the first half they didn't do they basically did nothing the second half um api coruscant got a try for the tigers which made it a more respectable scoreline but the tigers could easily came back like that gave Mm. them some momentum um you know, watching this game as a Melbourne fan, there were times I was scared that we could that we could lose that game. Mm. Uh, so for for it to be only twelve points, it's 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 a win for Melbourne. Don't get me wrong, but it is I showing guess the struggling that we are, Tigers as well. Exactly, it's it's showing that we're vulnerable and that we've we've got some problems to fix. We're we're not at a hundred percent. We haven't been at a hundred percent for a long time, but that's not a good enough excuse. Mm. Win by tw- twelve points against arguably the worst team in the league. Mm. um not my opinion what other people think um is that's it, it's it's just not good enough mm. i'm hoping that we can bounce back when we get jerome hughes back eventually when we get ryan pappenhausen back but uh, i'm expecting the storm to go on a tear when that happens but the way mm. this season is going you, you never know never it's know. hard to know yeah with that said after uh chirping the melbourne storm last week for not using their wingers Will Warbrick, uh, right-hand winger for Melbourne, finally got his first try of the season. Nice. Um, so now both wingers have one try each. Uh, all I had to do was, was um, you know, chirp them and, and give them a talking to, and apparently they wake <laughs> up and figure out how to use their wingers. Yeah, yeah. They definitely they definitely heard you, for sure. They, they're they big so. fans of this show, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> right, Craig Bellamy's over there going, you know what, I'm going to take these notes. You know down. what, Regal, you're right. yeah yeah anyway great win for the storm um west tigers you know hopeful better for them but uh yeah yeah moving on two teams two teams both red hot start to the season dolphins broncos this Um, game was closer than it should have been was it? I see. Yeah, I mean, because Broncos, Broncos, they were Broncos did not play. Up they've been a powerhouse the past couple of weeks, just blowing people out and just showing their true like. I, I think power, a lot of Brisbane but... fans can will agree with this. Broncos did not look as good as they usually do in that game. Like, yeah, they put off the win, but there was a lot of things that that just made you say they could have been better, and this probably should have been one of those blowout games. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I can agree with that sentiment. Um, I would still label this game as game of the week. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, like it was, it was hard fought. There was controversy. There was uh, the beginning of this huge rivalry. I, I posted it in the um, off the cuff Discord. If you're not in the Discord, guys, you should definitely join the Discord. Um, all your all your fantasy, all your uh, NFL, NRL, hockey, baseball. The NBA needs, you know, everything's posted in there when when new news comes to light. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first Battle of Brisbane match, which I believe is going to be a continuous thing every single time these two verse. Imagine it's probably just going to be an ex- exclusive uh, 
uh, battle that happens. And there was also the uh, first time they awarded the player of the match battle for Brisbane. I can't remember what they called it. Uh, let me go back in here and find it. I think battle for Brisbane um, sounds right. I think you said that last week. It was it was the battle medal uh, uh, for men of the match. The first ever uh, award of that, which uh, went to Payne Haas, who obviously well deserves it. He has been electric for uh, Brisbane all season. Mm-hmm. And I imagine we'll continue to do so because he's just such a powerhouse. But the highlight of the game for me, um, Dolphins looking like on, on the try line, about to score, two-point field goal, I think would have would have tied the game. Anthony Milford, grub a kick into the end goal. Katoni Staggs, 100 meters down the field for a try. Mm-hmm. was It couldn't have been a better ending for Brisbane, to be honest. Outside of an absolute blowout, that was phenomenal to watch there's, there's nothing more to say about that it was it was, it was just gorgeous. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i very much enjoyed watching that and i like how after he after he scored the try he got up saying this is our home he mm. did yeah got up saying this is our home and uh, i think this is going to be a very Big very talk. fun uh yeah absolutely it's going to be a very interesting um because the dolphins keep taking bronco players as well mm. they do yeah and the dolphins came out and surprised everybody this year so far they did, yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, I think I think that ends now because they have a lot of players out. They do, now. yeah. They've got a lot of injuries. Um, I'm they've signed Kirby Conworth. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, losing Sean O'Sullivan is the huge loss. Yeah, that's them. gonna hurt. Like, them. Using their starting half for like Torn Pectoral, he's out for a while. Mm. So losing him, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough to watch. Anthony Milford's really gonna step up and. If there's one phrase that I never want to say, it's Anthony Milford stepping up. The guy has, he used to be one of the best players in the league, but the last probably four years, three, four years, he has been, he's been between teams and just, he's not had a starting role because he's just not good enough anymore. Mm. Uh, So it's going to be a test for him if he's still got it in him to pull some games together, especially with a team that's still so new. Right. They're getting wins, but. They're still like it's not like they're brothers. It's not like they've been yeah. playing together for the last three or four years. It's mm-hmm. it's a new team. They've got they've got to get that time to gel together, and they're getting there. Uh, you can see that with the wins that they have had. Even that game against Brisbane, mm-hmm. arguably the best team in the league at the moment, and they only lost by six points. And it was in the last yeah. three minutes of the game. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's Good impressive, showing. but yeah, they're really gonna. Uh, Anthony Wilkins really gonna step up for the team. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Going down to the Cowboys Titans game, um, Battle of Queensland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this uh, this isn't a very surprising scoreline, right? No, Titan, Titans no. aren't very good. Although they weren't bad in the beginning of this season, right? They got a couple Again, wins that they shouldn't have, maybe. Or... I, f- I feel like this is another one of those games where I feel like last year's Cowboys would have actually would have absolutely pounded this Titans team. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the, fair. The Cowboys have definitely slowed down this season compared to last season. I think the Titans will get better mm. eventually uh, through throughout the this year. That they, they have had a pretty slow start. They definitely have the talent there. Um, realistically, their excuse for not performing it's it's got to be to do with either the coaching staff or upper management somewhere. There, there's a problem. And they really need to address it. With that said, losing to the Cowboys is not, it's, it's, it's not, they shouldn't be embarrassed about that or anything. It was, no. it, they're a tough team. Mm-hmm. They are. Mm-hmm. Um, Nanai ended up getting a suspension in that game. 
which is a pretty big loss for the Cowboys for the next couple of matches. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this this is one of those games where for both teams, it's kind of like GG go next. Mm, uh, yeah. Everybody expected Cowboys to win. The Titans expected the Cowboys to win, realistically. They fought pretty well, only 12-point loss. That's not too bad. Defensively, yeah. only letting 24 points in. Eh. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't be stop worse. that too much. They've definitely had worse performances. Uh, and, it, you know, it's an away game. Country... Uh, Country Bank Stadium is one of the mm-hmm. hardest stadiums to play at in uh, in the NRL because mm-hmm. obviously north of Brisbane or now north of Redcliffe, there's no uh, NRL teams up there. So basically, North Queensland have the entire north of Queensland, which is a huge state yeah. uh, to themselves that have all these fans. And so for the Titans that have one city, one tiny little city south of Brisbane, uh, to be on up against... It, it is. It's a great city. Doesn't help their fans. No, um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Admittedly, if you know most Gold Coast fans would probably be pretty rich because it's a pretty expensive area to live in. So maybe they can fly up and help the Cowboys. Uh, uh, sorry, help the Titans. Help the Titans at the Cowboys Stadium. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah, Titans probably didn't expect to win that game. To only lose about twelve points, that's not too bad. It's realistically GG go next. That's mm. it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, next up we had the Rabbitohs versus the Sea Eagles. Speaking of the Sea Eagles, uh Rabbitohs squeaking it out here 13 to 12 was this was also so, a golden point. This this is a game that I got to say I loved it because they they did a nice little honor thing to John Sadler before the game. Say so a little bit more of science. At the 13th minute, they had a round of applause from the whole crowd. Who's who's John Sadler? Uh John Sadler was a player for the Bunnies. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, I believe in the 67 to 71 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he, you know, he's, he's a veteran to that situation. Uh, he wore the number 13 for the Bunnies. So it's I ironic know. that the Bunnies' first home game of the season uh, is against the Manly Eagles, who uh, John Sattler played a grand finals against Manly when he won it for the, the Bunnies. Mm. Uh, and they win it 13-12. So in a way, it's a nice little... Uh, it, it seems like it was written in the stars in a way of like a perfect yeah. finish. They're yeah, also, I, I, I gotta say, the try the try of the season also happened in that game from Cody Walker. I gotta say, it was a very impressive try. I watched it back with uh, like while talking to Apex, and I'm sitting there going, "That's not a try." You know, he's oh, I think I know. It on, I think I know what line. we're talking about. Hound, do you want to try and pull that pull that up? I can try to, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then there's there's one singular frame where you can see that that blade of grass in yeah. between the, the ball and the line. I think it I know was, what you're talking a, about. It was a wonderful try. Yeah. I um, remember I remember very... watching that back and I was like, he got that? Actually insane. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen did a very similar try a couple mm-hmm. years ago against the Bulldogs. Um, it's always impressive to see like that last minute just... Oh, reach over, put down this. right before the line. I found it. Did it right there. Yeah, because this is a little. This is a little kick. Okay. Okay. That sends, that sends Walker to uh, go wild. Yep. Yep. So we get a little kick there. Okay. We get oh, Walker to run in. Ooh. Doesn't look like a try. And that's a try. But when you look at it, just gets it Ooh. down before it hits the line. Even Cherry Evans, he tried. Like he, he, he thinks it's dead. He picks up the ball, starts running to the twenty meter line. Mm. 
yeah, right yeah. there. Before that, you can see the little right, green right, right there. there. Yeah, one frame where you can see that tiny little bit of green. And that wasn't the that wasn't the end for for him for for no for tries. Cody Walker. Cody Walker had a game. He had a double that game. He had game. an extra one. Yeah. And then we had Lachlan Ilias who got the uh, the game winning field goal for the win there, which yep. was his first ever field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Second year in the league, he's really starting to show some form, uh, which is really good to see. Uh, yeah, like you said, first home game for the Bunnies. Yeah, I, I unfortunately didn't get to watch this game. I was, I was working during it, but uh, I sort of had two different set of responses to what was happening. I had uh, our friend Jabin on one side going, man, this game's really good. And then it had Apex on the other side going, like, what is happening in this game? It's it, it's insane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, 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 should, I really need to go back and watch the highlights of this game because it does look like it was... Um, uh, it was epic. Making, the Bunnies are just making too many errors is the problem that's annoying me. Yeah. The bunnies this yeah. season. Yeah. It's it, it's is, one of those things yeah. where if they get the if they get the errors away, the bunnies can be a top team. It's just when you're watching guys who are about to score a try, but they they knock the ball on on the try, like when they're about to get in there, and it's like mm-hmm. what what are you doing? Like, yeah, hold on to the ball. I think um I think the the lack of production from uh Turbo. And from Josh Schuster in this game was a huge reason for their loss. Oh, uh, like you just looking at their stats, they like, Turbo did a bit, and he I think he had a try taken off him as well. But realistically, it seems like they just they they yeah. didn't play like they. In all fairness, that really, that really. whole game was a defensive showdown. Like they mm-hmm. the, the this Eagle shut down Campbell Graham. They shut down Latrell, and then yeah, the Bunnies shut down the Stars on the other side. Yeah. And it was just again, Cody Walker was one who had to step up, and you really, you won't see Cody Walker be this the star player very often. Like you, every now and then you'll see it, but not for him to be the star shows you that someone had to step up. And Walker, being the veteran, he knew how to step up and when to step up to make those big mm. plays. Yeah, yeah. And looking at the stats here, uh, like Turbo, twenty four runs for one hundred ninety four meters. That's pretty good. Also, sixty eight kick meters. Interesting. Uh, hmm. But Josh Schuster, seven runs for 22 meters. Yeah, in comparison, Delhi Chariot, 11, only four more runs for 131 run meters. That's insane. It, it, he, yeah, Josh Schuster, it, well, he, he was clearly the underperformer of that game, mm-hmm. um, just, just based on stats. Again, I, haven't, I didn't watch the game live, just looking at the stats. He, he seems to be the one that didn't really show up. Uh, and and uh, Turbo, yeah, he, like, he put in some work, but... Usually, if he's not scoring a try in a game, he's not doing as much as he could be. Again, he had to try taking off him. It is what it is. Um, I kind of saw this game as a 50-50. I had the Bunnies winning it uh, in my in my weekly tips. Uh, but one point, yeah, it, it, it was clearly a very close game. Um, neither team... Oh, sorry. The, the uh, Manly shouldn't be too upset about losing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bunnies are a good team. Manly still trying to sort of find their way back from last year. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is what it is. Hopefully they bounce back a bit. It is what it is. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So next up, we've got the Warriors versus the Bulldogs. And uh, I forget how good these two teams are. Was it was it battle of the of the bad teams, or was it an okay matchup? I don't, I forget. Well, uh, if you had to ask me, yeah, if you had to ask me preseason, I would have said this would be one of the worst games to watch. Mm. And it's still, I, I remember uh, 
this was the Saturday. Oh no, I think it was the the next games where I ended up just stopped watching it and went and played video games instead. Um, but this was a game that watching it was just yeah yeah i'm pretty sure at one point we stopped paying attention to the game and we were talking about something completely different and we're also yeah. we looked up and went oh look something happened uh, yeah it's <laughs> like oh that happened yeah th- this game annoyed me because i had bulldogs to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah um i had bulldogs to win in my tips and obviously they didn't win they lost by two points pretty annoying yeah but yeah mount smart warriors are weirdly playing well this season uh i didn't pick that yeah. better than um, i was expecting them to yeah, like, like I said just before, losing to Myron Martin, it's going to be interesting to see how they do this week, uh, especially against the Sharks team with Nico Hines back. He was absolutely electric this week. Mm. Uh, Bulldogs, yeah, look, they they should be embarrassed of that game. That's realistically the only thing you could say about that. They're a team that should – they've got so many – they picked up so many pieces this year to be so much of a better team. They've got two of the best wingers in the competition, and – I don't, I don't, don't understand how they're not winning these games, especially against a team like the Warriors, where with Tamara Martin and Sean Johnson starting in the halves, Sean Johnson's on on his way out of the NRL. Realistically, he's, he's getting up there in age, hmm. and Tamara Martin played fullback for the Broncos last year. You know, he it's in, he's in a new position. How Carl uh, Flanagan and Matt Burton not able to keep up with that? Yeah, personally, that's that's just my. Uh, my my view of it um i'm gonna say what i said last week too hayes param and fullback he's he's just so stagnant is is the word yeah. to use that the bulldogs gotta be excited to be getting Crichton next season yeah absolutely and if they get Crichton and they're still underperforming what people's expectation is yeah they just need i, I don't know if they need to clean out the team and start again or they need to clean out the front office and start uh, again yeah, I, Probably front office if that's yeah that's my I, I imagine so realistically because team should be doing better right now absolutely and they're, they're picking up the players it's not like mm. they don't have the talent there because looking on paper they should be the best team in the league hmm but just, they're just the star players just aren't playing right like they're, they're literally Burton. penrith 2.0 at this point yeah and, and they're not. They're just not. Yeah. It's just, and the only difference stunning. there, realistically, is a they don't have Nathan Cleary, but they've got Matt Burton, who arguably should be as good. Grew up like mm. was in the same system. Uh, obviously not for as long because Cleary is still there, but was in the same system. Won a premiership with them, uh, and uh, they don't have Ivan Cleary, obviously. So like the the star half and the star and and their their coach. You know, maybe look at replacing those two, and they'll get something going. But it's it's just frustrating to see that team who is taking all of these really, really good players, Kikau, Crichton, Burton, and just not doing anything with them. Hmm. Um, that game is at Mount Smart, which is also a very difficult stadium to play at. It's, it is Warriors' home game. I think they're starting to use another stadium over there now as well. Uh, but obviously being a different country... It's hard to go to a, a, another country and play against uh, a team that only has one team in the comp as well. Right. So I I think Bulldogs should have gotten the win, but Warriors getting that win also doesn't really surprise me at home. If that was a a home game for the Bulldogs and they lost, that they just they need to hold it for. They just need to quit. <laughs> stop stop playing the game. Just just leave. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> but at my amount smart. Uh, look, whatever. Yeah. GG, go next. Yeah, yeah, that was honestly one of those games. Yeah. 
Excellent, excellent. And well, it doesn't get better the next two. Getting into the Sunday matches, yeah. the, the Raiders traveled to Newcastle to face the Knights. They lose 24-14. Um, yeah, that, is, is this that, one Raiders should have won? Was, uh, well, I, I had them winning this game. I know, being the, the faders, Knights, no, no, no game is a shoe in for the Raiders, huh? That's well, that's fair. I, I just realized, yeah, that, that Sunday game, the Bulldogs Warriors game was, yeah, that was on Sunday. The, the, these games, the, the three games on Sunday, were so boring oh. that, yeah, I remember we just went and started playing something else. Because, Wait, Bulldogs Warriors yeah. was a Saturday game, it says. That's see, that's what I saw on your screen, but oh, but for you. Yeah, for us. Oh, it was, it was Saturday night. Yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, I understand. So that, that's right because I saw it on your screen, and I'm like, they played on Saturday. That can't be right. Yeah, yeah, they played on Sunday along <laughs> okay. with the other two games. That's why. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, we we turned all three of these games off basically because they were just mm. they, they were just Boring. uneventful. Mm. Yeah. Um, anytime you see the night, I see the Knights play well. It just annoys me. Um, <laughs> but well, well, that's the thing is that they they didn't play well. Then the Raiders just they didn't stop them. Mm. Uh, like the the Knights tries, I feel like they kind of just walked in and put the ball down. Yeah. Uh, with that said, Jack White's try uh, at the, in twenty the twenty third minute against the Knights, he quite literally just walked in. That's not mm. even a joke. He he could have, you could have parked a semi where he he went through and he didn't put any effort into it <laughs> at all, and he scored this try. Wow. It was defensively one of the worst games of the season so far. Mm. Um. I yeah, I expected the Raiders to win, but again, the faders. Uh, it was it was a boring game. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I yeah, I honestly didn't really care who won this game. <laughs> it, it, it I feel like in the long long term, it's not going to mean anything. Neither of them are going to be top eight teams. No, uh, I think the Knights might be right now. I could be wrong. Like maybe they're a. Um no. Long term. They're not. Uh, the Knights right. are, oh, are 12th. They are tied mm. for 6th with the Sharks. Ah. Um, but, yeah, again, so early season, that doesn't really mean anything. Right. The good news is the Tigers are winning the spoon so far. <laughs> that they are. That they are. <laughs> back they to play, back. It's not the Eels anymore, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, neither of them are top teams. So it's the same as the last game. You kind of look at it and go, either team could show up and win. Um, neither team is particularly um, extravagant this season. Mm. So whoever wins was not really going to be surprising. And in the long run, if they lose to the top teams, it's really not going to matter anyway. Right, right. Gotcha. Well, moving into the last game of the week four of the NRL, we had the Sharks absolutely obliterating the Dragons. I mean, yep. saw that one. Going. That just—that's rough. I didn't that's even the know. Sharks, I was going to point out that's the Sharks with Nico Hines. Mm. It, They're that, full that strength, is, by the way. That is the best way to sum it up. I want to go and have a look at uh, Nico Hines' stats. For the record, uh, fantasy-wise, the men scored ninety-eight points. Which is insane. Which an average player, yeah, an average player scores like forty to fifty points. And on yeah. a good day, ninety-eight points. That's just, that just shows you how much the Sharks have been missing. That's like a guy in uh, fantasy football going up for like fifty plus. Yes, yes, yeah. that is that is Stefan Diggs scoring eight touchdowns. Yeah, literally. 
<laughs> or, or Josh Allen, that one game he had like a 50 plus uh-huh. um, that, that I remember Jabin having him for. This was the only game that went over in expected points and wasn't one to 12, like I said earlier. Mm. Um, and it, the, the score really says it all. It was an absolute obliteration, especially in the second half, like at the half, both teams had two tries. And then going into the 43rd minutes, the beginning of the second half, Ronaldo Mulatalo goes over for a try. Oh, Hans didn't even play the full 80. Uh, no, they took him off early. Yeah, they took him off at the 72nd minute. 72nd minute, yeah. Um, Five conversions. And, like, you just look at that, look at those stats, and, yeah, they scored five tries in the last half. Um, Three of those in 10 minutes. Dragons back-to-back weeks, letting in tries in a lot of tries in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um. I, it was hard to see how Heinz was going to come back and play uh, at the start, like his first game of the season, mm-hmm. especially not at home as well. The Sydney game, you know how it is. Uh, but yeah, he put on an absolute show. Uh, five out of seven conversions, which is impressive. Talakai yeah. kicked a penalty goal. Yeah, I've I seen that myself and got shocked. I was like, what? Big man. Interesting. It was like the Raiders, Corey, uh, Harawira, and Ira kicking. Yeah. Kicking goals. I don't know what what what's happened in this. What happened this week? It was strange. But yeah, the best way to describe <laughs> the Sharks is just full strength. Nico Hines. That's what happens. Mm. Yeah, he yeah he last year was an absolute powerhouse for him. Um, superstar should be playing Origin. Got snuffed last year. If he gets snuffed this year, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Brad Pittler is a Penrith lover. And I gotta say though, a man who's made his speaking of Origin, a man who's made his name to be put in the Origin. Is Kuala Matungi. That man has come out playing phenomenal at the start of the season so far. He, mm-hmm. yeah, he has. He's had a really good beginning of the season, um, and he's always he's always a great player to watch. Mm-hmm. He's the, the that's why like uh, this week we've got um, uh, highlighted team versus my team. We got uh, Melbourne versus the Bunnies and. Therefore, like it's kind of a clash of the forward packs in that game because both both teams have a brilliant, brilliant forward packs. But Kalumatungi, uh, Cam Murray, those realistically, those two alone are enough to put a lot of pressure on Melbourne. Even get those Campbell line Graham breaks. On the side. Even Campbell Graham, yeah, out on that center, um, is yeah, it's it's going to be a tough game both sides. But I'm I'm worried for Melbourne in that game. I think last I want to say last season. Campbell Graham had like a hat trick, I think, against you guys. Uh, let me. I know Campbell. I know Campbell Graham had like a game and a half last season. So the of course, last so that was your weak side. Yeah, the last two meetings, Bunnies won in the first. Sorry, the last game of twenty twenty two, and then Melbourne won the first game by one point. That was when you guys um, were fully healthy. Yeah. Yep, and. Uh no, Kalomatungi scored one. Johnson scored two. Elias scored one. Jackson Paulo scored one. Oh, don't know how we let Jackson Paulo score a trap. But yeah. <laughs> I, just, I remember Campbell Graham going off. I think he just was like making plays on that side. Yeah, he might have just been extravagant. The game before that, he scored a try. Um, mm-hmm. as did Jackson Paulo. Apparently, Jackson Paulo has this innate ability to score against Melbourne. As does Alex Johnson, but he can score against anybody. So. You know that is what That's, it is. I was like, Alex Johnson is slowly right now rising up the uh, tribe like record thing. Yeah, and he's yeah. only what twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, and like that. he's he's like fourth on the list of all time like tries. Hmm. Yeah, it won't be long until he's number one on that list. I I hope 
the very least. That's because last um, season, last season that man was getting like there's a game there was a time where he got what was it four hat tricks four or yeah hat tricks four games straight last season mm-hmm. and it was like this is insane. Someone's yeah. gotta stop this man. Mm. Yeah. Um, completely skipped over that shock scene, by the way. It, there's nothing else to say about that otherwise. <laughs> yeah, just, it was a Nico Hines yeah. star show. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was going to well, say, before you guys get too, too far in advance, uh, and before we say goodbye to Regal for the show, I'm going to go over next week's matchups. Mm. Um, and, and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, so, quickfire predictions. Yeah, on Thursday, we've Ooh. got uh, the Roosters and the Eels. Well, is it Thursday for you too, Regal, or is this a Friday? This is a Friday. Man. It is Thursday. It's a, it is 7 a Thursday. PM Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Got you. We can't. We can't trust any of these because they're in Eastern Standard Time. But yeah. um, anyway, so we got the Roosters Eels next week. We've got Raiders Panthers. Both of those matchups are a mismatch. Um, but like you said, Eels might be looking to win this one. Roosters were on the bye last I like, week. I feel like Eels Roosters is not a mixed match. To be honest. I mean, in the standings, it really I'm just saying it is, but. Just in the standings, yeah. right now, fifteenth versus fifth, but that, that's all I'm saying for a mismatch. Oh, yeah. But um, mm. yeah, so Raiders Panthers, uh, Rabbit Storms, like we just said, uh, Knights versus the Sea Eagles, not a great match for them either. Um, Dolphins Dragons, West Tigers Broncos, a lot of a lot of mismatches. Here's here's a good one: Sharks Warriors, sixth through fourth. Uh, Bulldogs Cowboys, that's also a lower tier one, and then we get the Gold Coast Titans with the bye. For this next week uh which one of these games in your guys's opinions is going to be the game of the week and don't say your own team well that's, i mean that's the, that's the is problem that... is all these other games are kind of are kind of bad mm-hmm. where i gotta say i think storm bunnies will actually be the best game of the week okay what's if, the second if best that game of the week? isn't <laughs> fair enough oh well i was gonna say if the bunny storm game isn't game of the week that'll be quite surprising looking at these teams yeah mm. um i like weirdly I, you know, I think dolphins the Broncos, I think the Broncos Tigers. See, I'm going to be a little more bossy. I'm going to say Dolphins Dragons is going to be a lot closer and kind of intense game. It it could be. Uh, Both teams, uh, well, Dolphins with some injuries, so they're Mm. kind of evening up against the Broncos there. But the reason I say the Broncos Tigers is because last year, uh, they only versed each other once. Mm. And last year, Broncos weren't that different of a side. I want to see if they had... um, uh, Adam Reynolds in this game, but the Tigers won like, thirty-two to eighteen. I feel mm. like Walsh is going to go wild on that Tigers like defense, and and he absolutely could. Um, they did have Adam Reynolds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thirty-two to eighteen, and then even the game before that was back in twenty twenty-one. Uh, the Tigers won forty-two to twenty-four. They didn't have Reynolds for that. Um, okay. obviously he was he was still. A, I'm pretty sure he's still in the bunnies in twenty twenty-one. Um, and yeah, so I, I think that has potential to be a very, very interesting game. Maybe mm. not a very, very good game, um, but interesting. Uh, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. But I think it would be hard to say that the Bunnies Melbourne's game isn't going to be game of the week. You guys don't think the, the Sharks Warriors could have a, a, a bang out Sharks match? Blow out. Sharks blow Sharks out. Because, because of Hines. Sharks, Sharks at home yeah. as well. Yeah. Nico Hines' first home game with the Sharks. Mm. Yeah, no, that's you're looking at another probably forty to like twelve game. Yeah, it's it's hard to to know exactly how good the Warriors are at the moment because mm-hmm. although they've beaten some decent teams, like they beat uh, the Cowboys and they beat the Roosters, both of those two both teams, those teams are not shaky so far. Yeah, last year. exactly. This is so, a game, in my opinion, that's going to really 
show tested. you what the yeah what the warriors are especially mm. at shocks harm yeah i i i think if it's not a shocks blowout then warriors will have a good chance mm. of actually doing something this year if if the warriors lose by let's say more than like 16 points um then it's it won't be a surprising loss for them and it yeah especially with that tomorrow martin that's what I was going to say, yeah. That, that's all there is. It's going to be interesting. They lose, they lose one of their, like, top players. And going Sharks. against the Sharks, who now have a warmed-up Nico Hines, who's now back into it fully. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a five-try warmed-up Nico Hines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with that said, the Roosters Eels game could also be, be, be pretty good. I, mean, mm. I don't know why, but I have this weird feeling the Eels are going to take that one by a storm. I, I also think Eels uh, could win that game. I'm not going to say they will. Could. It's kind of a 50-50 game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely think they could win that game and might. Like Looking at all the, all the teams, I feel like it's very obvious of the teams that are going to win this week. Mm-hmm. Like, quick fire, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my tip out Ooh. there. I'm going to go okay. real quick. Sure. Para, Penrith. Bunnies, uh, Manly. I'm actually going to say the Dolphins beat Dragons, Broncos, Sharks, Bulldogs. Mm. You know what's crazy? Rico and I are on the same page. That's literally, I had the same thing. Exactly the, the, the same thing. The main ones of those that could, will probably be wrong is, uh, I'd say the only ones would be Rooster Seals and Bunny Storm. Some yeah. can get that win. Bruce's can get that win. Yeah. I, I, think, the bull, I, like I think the Bulldogs shocked exactly. the Cowboys, honestly. I think they, yeah, I think, I think they can. And if they don't, then, yeah, the Bulldogs aren't making the eight. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. in a trouble situation. Yeah. 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 As someone who doesn't know the league, I mean, it all depends on what roosters you get coming off the bye of the week, you know, if, they're, that if, if, they, if they come out refreshed and, you know, at home too. I mean, what Brandon Smith as well we get. That mm. that's what I was gonna say. I don't want to put so much weight on one player's shoulders, but it is on Brandon Smith to lead that team. Um, he has not looked like the Storm Brandon Smith yet. Mm, I agree. Like Sam Walker, Luke Keary, the two two very very good halves. Sam Walker clearly the better of the two. Um, I I heard something today about rumors of uh, the Roosters wanting to drop Luke Keary. And then the Roosters mm. came out and said that's not true. But even if that was true, I wouldn't really blame them for wanting to go after somebody with a bit more prowess. Mm. Um, but yeah, if if Kiri, Walker, and Brandon Smith, if they show up, the Eels are in trouble. Mm. And the Eels yeah, lost yeah. Uh, Junior Polo for, for the next couple games as well with uh, mm. suspension. That hurts their forward pack. That really, he is a big part of that forward pack too. I believe they've got a rookie coming in to replace him, which is going to be interesting to see how he does. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Riramu Greg. Uh, That might be the correct pronunciation. I'm not too sure. How How is his first name harder than his last name? That's that's surprising. Greg is even spelled G R E I G. That's illegal. He looks like it. Looks like a unit, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> love that. <laughs> One thing I love about the NRL is I love the units. The absolute units. Yeah. You know, so I'm still waiting on the Dolphins unit to get in there and get him some. Yeah, I was actually checking to see because I thought he might have a chance of playing this week, actually, but uh, he is not. I'm mm. really upset that they haven't played Tawari yet. I want to see that yeah. man get in there and get himself some. 
he quickly became one of our favorite Dolphins. Probably well, our favorite Dolphins player. He's, he's a unit, but he's got the speed that you didn't expect to see from a big man. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for him to, to play his first game. And he will this year. Uh, he'll definitely get a crack this year. I'm really excited for that. Excellent. Excellent. I think that's going to do it for the NRL segment of the show. Regal, thank you so much for coming on as per usual. Thank you for having me, boys. Love no having worries. you on. Uh, you know, great insight, great correspondent. Um, yeah, here's to many more. I'll, I'll uh, put it out here that I will un- be unavailable for next week. Okay. Um, but uh, well, hopefully it's probably, probably for the best as well because next week uh, we're going earlier because we have to. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. So it's probably better, actually, that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, I I have work next Wednesday morning, so yeah, I won't I won't be here at all. I don't think, unfortunately. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, appreciate you, Regal, and uh, yeah. Without further ado, let's uh, let's hop into the esport report Ooh, and e-sport. Uh, yeah, kind of land this land this plane of a of a podcast with this last Ooh. segment we got going on here. So. I like that. Uh, take us away, Captain. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so eSport Report, what I've got so far is uh, we've got some Call of Duty roster mania finally. Uh, we were missing that last week. And um, yeah, the the breaking news that just happened, uh, just happened is that um, Attach for the Minnesota Rocker, the team that we were just talking about for the past couple weeks who went like combined 0 and 8 in their past like eight matches or something like that just absolutely abysmal team. Um they are dropping their superstar, if you will. Not dropping, but they're benching their superstar. Um so Attach is getting benched for Challenger's player Fame will be starting mm-hmm. in his place, which to me and to the entire, you know, Twitterverse, Codverse, this is just absolutely insane. Makes no sense. Attach has been playing yeah. very well for them. And um, to me, this is just a case of them protecting the players that they signed in the offseason and kind of maybe getting rid of or preparing to get rid of Attach maybe at the end of this season. Um, I'm not entirely sure if this contract ex- ex- expires this, this year. I think it might because they did... They signed Afro, they signed Bands, they signed Cami. All those are fresh signs. Uh, or you know, Afro from London, and then Bands and Cami from Toronto. So all three of those guys are fresh signs. So they don't want to they don't want to bench a guy that they just signed in the off season, even though this year is coming to a close. But so I guess Attach gets the bench, even though he's been probably the best player for them um, on the team. I mean, Afro hasn't been playing terribly and. Bance and Cami have been really the guys who are really inconsistent with Bance just being bad this year, honestly. And um, so that was a that was a big bombshell uh, coming today from from the Rocker camp, especially kind of last minute because this weekend is the first week of you know stage four qualifiers. Why don't you do this before? You know why didn't you do this before? And you know for most teams, why don't you do all of your roster mania stuff last week? You know when you uh, could really. Because they were trialing him. True. Trials were going on for, for fame. But, um, yeah. yeah. Apparently, from what I heard, or from the thing I've seen, apparently 
he ran a sub mm-hmm. in um uh what is it challengers but mm-hmm. when he was like tr- doing his little trial thing for the pros he didn't really do so good with a sub but he was doing better with an ar which is why i think they did the whole attach you gotta gotcha. go he's there yeah he fit that role more plus there's also a thing that method said that made me laugh because uh on skump and um methods little stream they had mm-hmm. attached come in and talk a little bit and uh before attached left method said i told you that before you picked up uh fans and cammy watch out they're gonna do it to you because <laughs> they did the same thing to me in toronto <laughs> that's true that's uh, true attached was like you know i should have listened that's that is what happened to methods when he was on toronto back in cold war but um yeah yeah also in the news uh standy former Toronto player. Um, there's been a lot of beef between him and, and Scrap, uh, the guy who just won the major three MVP um, for Toronto as they won it. Um, a lot of beef between those two uh, with Standy getting benched before this and ultimately getting dropped. As you can see here on the screen, he has been welcomed into the Las Vegas Legion in place of two real, which Honestly, is is just an upgrade in of itself. I mean, Standy, one of the breakout players of the last two years, pretty much, and I mean, he still he still has that fire in him. He still has that skill. Um, and now adding him with Clay in them, adding we'll... him with Clayster with Donnie Temp. Um, yeah, so they're yeah, Vegas could be good going into Major Four. Yeah, I mean, Vegas have really they've really piled on this uh, this momentum. Uh, with with their placing in major three, I mean top six, but still, you know, people were expecting them to get top twelve, um, you know, top eight, but top six, and they're just on the out outside of of making champs. Um, so you know, two good pushes here with major four, major five, and they could they can definitely get in the running, especially with Standy here. Uh, you know, a guy who's really in your face, uh, aggressive SMG. Um, yeah, really really good, and I mean, two real, you know. He he was a sub. He was from the challenger scene, and he, he was wasn't struggling. terrible, but he wasn't great either. Um, bringing in a guy like Standy can really improve them. Um, I think I've seen that in Major Three, he had a point seventy point seven seven KDs. What? Um, yeah, real head. Yeah, yeah, which isn't good. Is not good. You know, you're 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 looking to stay around the one area when you're a professional Call of Duty player, and that's how you're kind of you know towing the line of being okay. You know, yeah. the really good players are dropping like a 1.1, 1.2. I mean, the insane players dropping 1.2. 1.1 is like you're doing really well. I guess a, a point nine is more realistically like the middle range. You know, if, if you're dropping mm. a point nine into the one area, then you're doing okay for yourself. 1.1 yeah, I mean, and above is is just you're, you're slain. If you're being a point nine, you could be an objective player as well. Right, right. More of an objective-based guy. Uh, first, you know, first guy in that that kind of situation get getting those bullets fired at you first um first blood kind of guy you know a lot, a lot of it is on you but um yeah so excited to see what what lund or not las vegas does um in these next couple of stages i mean like i said last week i'm pretty sure i said last week that london brought in yuli um for them which yeah you know trade you know Put people in all you want. You're not. You're not going to be a better team this year. Honestly, you're. You're the Paris of last year. You're. You're the Legion of last year, um, and that's just. That's just how it is. Um, yes. Yeah, so moving on to 
some Overwatch news. I saw this today. The, these four teams have qualified um, from the Pro-Am that just happened this past. Atlanta Rain, that's my team. Uh, Florida Mayhem, London Spitfire, and the San Francisco Shock, they all qualified um, mm. for, for this tournament um, from the Pro-Am. And, uh, yeah, I mean, all these teams were in the league last year, so not surprising that they battle back and, and they move on um, in this Pro-Am tournament. So good stuff on, on those four teams and uh, other big if news. I, I, think yeah. only, I think it's only week one as well. I think there's still more weeks of the Pro-Am. There is. Yeah, go. there is. There is because they, they qualified for moving on in this tournament. It's not over. Which, um, I gotta say, I'm looking at the standings. By the way, mm-hmm. I'm really shocked. Uh, it, from Group B, the Saints, mm-hmm. one of the teams that came in from that, like you know, uh, challengers mode to like try to become a pro. Yeah, they're third right now with a two and two record. Yeah, in the Atlanta Rain, the like, group. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. When you look and see, there's two. Like Overwatch League teams that are below them. Yep, yep. Yeah, those Saints have really came in there and, and done yeah. well. I mean, looking up there, Vancouver Titans. I'm pretty sure they were in it last year as well. So that makes sense with Timeless and Chikram I mean, yeah, being the underneath two, them. The two, yeah, the two um, come ups. Yeah, right there. That's why, like, seeing the Saints being two and two, I'm like, you know, that Saints team might actually do some surprises this season. They might. They might. I think it's, I think it's shocking though that uh, your team and the team that I decided to go for. Are both uh, rocking the four and zero records at the top of yeah. the group, though. Love that, love that. Especially because last year, last season, when I was watching the tail end of of the Overwatch League, Atlanta wasn't doing so hot. They weren't actually doing very well in the actual league. So good to see them bounce back. I'm not sure if they made any changes to their lineup or not, but um, definitely good yeah. to see. It's good on them to get back in and yeah, and and okay. have some good momentum going into the to the new season. Like, so as of right now, round one. As you can see, round one is going to be London versus Florida. Mm-hmm. As Atlanta's still waiting their opponent. Yep. I just want to point out, April 9th, uh, there's a good chance that we might be having ourselves a little watch I'm surprised party. at that because the graphic that I just showed said Shock was qualified. So shouldn't that be San Francisco versus Atlanta? Um, I would think so. You would think so, but they haven't really fully confirmed that. And I guess see, they're only I, two and two. Yeah, how, how is San Francisco... They're confirmed. They're, said. they're tied with the Titans. Yeah, that is weird. It says uh, qualified. Yeah. So that's weird. Maybe it's not updated yet. Maybe yeah, it is. Maybe, maybe it's not. Yeah. Who knows? Not sure. Maybe, not sure. maybe that was a social media error. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But uh, in other news, uh, last week we talked about uh, Counter Strike. And uh, it, I don't think that made the final cut of the episode. So if you're listening now, feel free to come over to twitch.tv where you can watch the entirety of of our stream and, and not miss a thing that doesn't get cut in the, in the edit. So True. Um, pretty sure we talked about counter-strike two being a thing, I think we did, yeah. being a rumor. Um, and so it was confirmed a couple days ago that it is a thing. Counter-strike two coming summer of 2023. Uh, watch. Um, and yeah, so it's just gonna, a complete overhaul on every system of the game. Pretty much every system, every piece of content, every like probably map, dynamic you know i mean it's it's just a complete rework of the game um and i'm excited for that i mean it looks fantastic from what i've seen before or from what, from what i've seen from the tre- 
the teasers and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a great, uh, it's, it's a great, it's a great looking start to this uh, Counter Strike uh, Two. Uh, the last uh, LAN event for CS:GO will be the Paris Major. That'll be the final CS:GO Major. And then the following Major in March of 2024 will be the first one on Counter Strike Two. Okay. So that is how that is going to shake out for the Counter Strike fans out there. Um, and that's really all I have for the esports news. Halo, I don't know what's going on in Halo. I don't think they know what's going on in Halo. Um, I haven't checked really that all that hard, but it's kind of hard to find well, stuff as well. So I hate to say it, but I think Halo yeah. might be coming to the end of its days. To be honest, yeah. I mean, you, they had a resurgence, they, and yeah, they, that they, was they nice. Trying. They keep trying to have these resurgences of it. Mm. And like it'll be popular for like a little bit. But then it seems like every single time it just all of a sudden like the hype of it just dies down. Yeah. It's, it's sad because again, it's a game that we grew up with. Yeah. So, you know, seeing Halo just kind of like going weird paths, I guess you could say. It's kind of sad. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm, I'm I'm really worried that Call of Duty will soon follow that path. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's crazy to think about, but soon the only actual like military shooting kind of like thing we will have will be CS:GO, really, because mm-hmm. every other game isn't really based off of that kind of. I mean, then again, the Halo really isn't either, but it kind of is. It's kind of like a futuristic war. It is futuristic, yeah. Yeah, it all depends like, on when Call of Duty comes out. They could go from the future back to the past, back to whatever they want. Because see, that's the thing that also terrifies us. I feel like depending on what they do with COD, what either resurge it again, or it's going to come crashing to the ground and burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any esports news that you want to share, Islander? I've I think we've covered everything. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so League of Legends talk is going to be coming soon. Apparently, um, our league correspondent is is yeah, hard yeah. on the case of very very hard on the case. Yeah, yeah. very hard on the case. Um, yeah, pretty much making spreadsheets over there about things probably that are keeping, going on. Know, probably keeping them up at night. You know, they're just going wild in their head. You know, in their sleep, probably yeah. seeing some some spreadsheets even yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. So. Exciting stuff that'll be coming soon, TM. Um, and yeah, that's really all we've got for the esports section of the show. That's going to do it for this episode of Off the Cuff. Thank you for watching and listening to episode number five. It's been a great show. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to like this if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, make sure to add us to your list by favoriting, following, subscribing, whatever it is that you do on your audio platform of choice. Um, If you're here now on Twitch and you haven't followed the channel yet, now is a great time to do so. Um, And if you want to catch us on Twitch every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, go to twitch.tv slash offthecuffpod where you will find us. 
uh, except for this next week, actually, yep, sure. because yeah, next week uh, Highlander will not be available for this 7.30 time slot, so we're going to have to move it back. Um, time, who knows, 4.30 p.m. maybe, 5 p.m. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know, uh, which is a great segue for our Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter to be informed of when we're live next week also follow and join our discord uh, those links will be found in whatever description box is below you as you're listening or watching this um, you can find our full edited episodes of this podcast over on youtube uh, at youtube.com slash at off the cuff pod uh, and check out all the audio sites that we're on if you haven't checked those out yet over at anchor.fm slash off the cuff cast and without that with all that said there's nothing else, nothing left to do but to close out the show. I'm JT, and he's Highlander. He's hitting us with a smile already, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.